All right. Today we have with us joining Ambassador Michelle. Thank you so much for coming to Shokagala, the podcast room. Welcome, welcome. Thank you, Tadia. Great to be here with you. Great. So we're live and direct at, from the Haiti Tech Summit at Royal Decameron, uh, and we're doing this podcast, and we're here to, you know, sort of talk about what's happening here, mm-hmm. and, you know, talking to people, so many different talented people here, creatives from different sectors, so it's really nice to sort of engage with everybody. Can you just share your feedback so far as far as the Haiti Tech Summit, you know, what brought you here, and what, how do you feel about being a part of it? Well, first and foremost, let me just say that we're really excited to be sponsors of Haiti Tech Summit. This is really supporting so much of my personal vision at the embassy and the team's vision at our embassy for what we should be doing here in Haiti as the U.S. Embassy to engage with youth, to work on economic growth, and to really encourage and support these young entrepreneurs that you see here, both Haitian and American, who after all are the next generation of leaders and the folks who are creating jobs. Exactly, exactly. Can you talk a little bit about those entrepreneurs that were chosen to come and be a part of the the Tech Summit? Sure, and I hope that you all are gonna spend some time this afternoon at the Entrepreneur Pitch Competition because we've got 25 young entrepreneurs from all across Haiti, um, about half are women, And they're coming from six of Haiti's 10 departments. They're representing really the entirety of the country, north, south, east, west. And and the point is that we wanna make sure that we're putting the focus on economic growth and job creation, as I said. This is really the engine for moving Haiti ahead. So you're gonna hear their elevator pitches and um, I know that they've been sharpening this for quite a long time. Bigger than that, though, um, part of our interest as the U.S. mission, as the U.S. embassy, was also on on showcasing what our American companies uh, are doing here in Haiti and in the region. So you see really big tech names, Google and Twitter and Facebook, uh, Amazon. You see MasterCard here. You see Cisco, who's really active in Haiti. And then you see not just the West Coast represented, but we've got the New York City Mayor's Office to focus on some diaspora community issues. We've got JAM out of Minnesota. Um, We also have Catholic Relief Services, one of our USAID implementers here. So we're all looking at how do we partner using tech, using technology and international advancements to move along and improve the lives of Haitians here, whether we're talking about basic literacy, basic education, healthcare, agriculture. And if you were just with me in the, um, in the conference tent um, a few minutes ago, I was highlighting uh, a number of the ways that our US AID, our mm-hmm. US Agency for International Development Bilateral Assistance Programs, partner with Haitians in using tech mm-hmm. for mobile banking solutions uh, for agricultural extension in the sorghum uh, farming industry here, um, in producing here in Haiti tablets that are being used uh, and are very accessible to Haitian schools and Haitian institutions. So it's really exciting. Yes, very exciting. Uh, Can you talk a little bit about, um, I guess, the biggest barrier that you faced um, in terms of being ambassador? You know, the relationship between Haiti and in the U.S. is 
great. Um, and, and of course, I'm sure that you're working to improve the way that um, Americans and Haitians living abroad can sort of have relationships here in Haiti. Can you talk a little bit about um, what initiatives that you have in place that are sort of aiding to uh, modify that, that narrative of the relationship between the U.S. and here? So I'm a big believer that people-to-people relationships really form the backbone of any bilateral relationship between two countries. And here, with Haiti hundreds of miles away from the United States, not thousands of miles Mm -hmm. away, as has been the case in some of my other State Department Mm -hmm. postings, Mm -hmm. but we have thousands of American visitors, whether they're tourists or business people, coming here on private trips, who get to know this beautiful country. And likewise, we have thousands of Haitians going to the United States. And we have, as you mentioned, a big diaspora community in the United States, almost a million strong, in Miami, in New York, in Massachusetts, in Utah, uh, in New Orleans, all across the United States. And with that backbone of these people-to-people ties, we see quite a bit of U.S. congressional interest Mm -hmm. in Haiti. We get congressional visitors, both members and staff. And as I mentioned, we have a big partnership in development through USAID in economic growth, health and education. We also have a big presence here of our Centers for Disease Control. Mm -hmm. And we're working through CDC Mm -hmm. here in Haiti on HIV AIDS, on multi-drug resistant tuberculosis, Mm -hmm. on uh, the detection, prevention, and treatment of cholera, Mm -hmm. and a host of other communicable diseases research and treatment in partnership with the Haitian government. Mm -hmm. So we've got strong partnerships also in rule of law, working with bar associations here, with the courts here, in community, supporting community policing for law enforcement to help Haiti progress uh, in the security sector Mm -hmm. as well, which is really important, of course, for for business climate, for tourism. Mm -hmm. So I think when you look at all of these ties, both people to people and government to government, you see a very strong and very robust and a growing relationship. Great. Um, Earlier in your speech, you spoke about um, youth um, through the idea of the tech camps and stuff like that. Can you talk about those initiatives and those projects that you have where you actually go in the field and and get things done? And thank you for for noticing Mm -hmm. that we really make an effort to get out of the main city, the capital of Port-au-Prince, into other areas of the country with all of our initiatives. And our tech camp in April went down to Lekai, Tech Camp Okai, in the south. And we worked with the Chamber of Commerce, the Haitian Chamber of Commerce in the south, as well as with our alum network, because we have literally hundreds of ambassadors, if you will, here for building this Haitian-American partnership. These are young Haitian men and women who have participated in exchange programs on scholarships, um, short-term exchanges in a variety of areas, and who have come back and are now part of this network. And I gave a couple of shout-outs in the other room to some of our alums as well, because 
once you're part of that, you're in the family, family. forever. <laughs> Great. So that outreach to youth is a big part of what we're doing here in Haiti. Clearly, the youth demographic is important and is growing here in Haiti. And creating um, these partnerships, I think, is something that's really going to continue to pay off in the years to come for this relationship between our two countries. Yeah. Um, so as ambassador, I'm sure you've you know been confronted with so many issues at hand or concerns that have to be addressed. And while you're serving this part, um, what are you the most passionate about? If you say, okay, there's a list of 10 things that I'd like to accomplish as ambassador, what, what's, what's at the top of that list? So for me, Tadia, and this goes really to all of the places that I've served in, but I like to tell my team that Haiti was my first foreign service tour in, overseas, and it's my 12th foreign service tour overseas because wow. I've come back, as I mentioned. Right. But the, the key um, challenge, I think, for any American living and working abroad is to show what we as Americans are all about. And I think um, that goes to our commitment for building relationships, that goes to our commitment to working with those most vulnerable populations. So when we're working in schools uh, or in clinics, whether they be rural or in the inner cities here uh, in Haiti, really getting to those most vulnerable populations of young people, of kids working on maternal child health care, um, giving access to primary and secondary education, right. curriculum development, teacher trainings. Right. It's really focusing on making sure as many people on the ground are being impacted in a positive way right. by our programs. And as I, I mentioned um, earlier this morning in, in my remarks, I mean, really, we, we really believe firmly at the U.S. Embassy that we've got to be good stewards of U.S. taxpayer dollars. So we are really looking to make sure our projects and programs with the Haitian people, with the Haitian government, with Haitian civil society, mm -hmm. with Haitian academic institutions are well-designed, are relevant, yeah. um, are benchmarked to show results, right. <laughs> um, whether it's health or education or economic growth. Mm -hmm. So that's the challenge, but it's also the joy because I think what we are doing here is making a difference and is very relevant. Great. Uh, so obviously you've come back, right? Um, Haiti is not anything new for you. Um, and I guess you're the face of the relationship between Haiti and the U.S. Um, and, you know, one of the popular things that have been in, you know, in conversations this week, and I think in the past few years, is changing the narrative, changing the image that Haiti has. And I'm sure we all can say, yeah, we know we're pushing negative images and we need to push more of the positive. Um, but many, many years ago you came and many, many years later you came back. What, what is it about Haiti that um, I think is not reflected to the public that made you come back? What is a part of that image that some people that come here don't see? It's a great question, and I hope you ask this question to a number of the first-time visitors here from the U.S. who have come from Silicon Valley or Seattle or other places in the United States. And I bet their responses are going to sound very similar to my response. So from that period in the 1980s when I lived and worked here as a young Foreign Service officer uh, in that first tour, what has stuck with me, what, has, what I've really retained, uh, have been 
good memories, not only of the beauty of the country, and here we're in this location where all of these visitors are seeing where the sea meets the mountains. Right. It's gorgeous. Not only the beauty of the country, but the beauty of the people, and that's reflected in the openness right. and the friendship, but also this beauty of innovation. I have never met a more enterprising or creative people. So whether you're talking about music or the arts, culture, dance, literature, yeah. that creativity, but now we're harnessing, and I'm sure this is something about the way right brain, left brain, but this creativity is also all about innovation. Right. And that's why meeting uh, the young tech entrepreneurs and the young business entrepreneurs who are not only doing their elevator pitches here, but the ones who are actually already launched, we're right. here to mentor and inspire some of the newcomers. I think that spirit of creativity, of positivity, um, is, is something that struck me 36 years ago, continues to impress me on a daily basis, and you feel it in the tent across yes. the way here yes. at the Haiti Tech Summit. Yes, I think what's great about the Tech Summit is that it's you know, bridging the gap and bringing people here for the first time and just allowing some of the locals to connect with people that they might not have connected with. Um, and a lot of times I'm sure, you know, a lot of people, I'm sure there's so many people that live in Haiti that don't want to travel. They want to stay in their country, obviously, if it was offering more opportunity. And so I think it's good that the Tech Summit is doing that. What would you encourage uh, the diaspora, uh, Americans living abroad, or even if it's not, you know, Haitian diaspora, just Americans or people that, you know, have interest in coming to Haiti, what would you encourage them to either think about or how would you encourage them to contribute to uh, Haiti? I mean, first of all, um, as the American ambassador, of course, I want to say, you know, stay in touch with us. If, if this is a um, small to medium sized business mm -hmm. um, based in the United States or a young diaspora entrepreneur um, who maybe has visited Haiti on vacations but hasn't really thought about launching uh, an enterprise here, we have a great economic commercial section in the embassy that the full time job is to try to bridge. Uh, these links and create these ties right. economically and commercially between our two countries. Um, so we we are a full service embassy. We've right. got um, our public diplomacy team here, you know, putting the great word out in our own social media platforms about what's happening here at Haiti Tech Summit. But not only the USAID economic growth team, but my economic and commercial team back at the embassy as well mm -hmm. are you know open door to try to talk about the business climate here the opportunities here for uh, American entrepreneurs and business people, and also to to make sure that our American Chamber, AmCham here, which is a very vibrant Haitian American mm -hmm. uh, institution of long date with the uh, countries, Haiti's and America's leading um, firms represented, um, that uh, new to market mm -hmm. firms would be able to hear from folks who have been doing business on the ground for years and years, Haitians and Americans, in a variety of sectors, everywhere from apparel to food production um, to, uh, you know, small kitchen utensils. Right. Oh, my goodness. The, 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 the whole gamut. It's vast. It's vast yeah. for sure. And my last question for you is, what tools can you leave the locals here in Haiti? Um, obviously, you're inspired by the creativity and things that happen here in the country and maybe some of those locals may feel like they don't have access to 
the embassy or you even just for a conversation or whatever it is, what tools can you leave people of Haiti who are hungry and not literally hungry, but have a hunger for success? Um, what, what, what would you like to tell them in terms of, from your standpoint, how they can you know, strive for greatness here? And I think that desire for knowledge, that hunger for success um, that you're referring to is something that we respect and want to support at the U.S. Embassy. So whether it's support for um, tech training camps, for English language programming, mm -hmm. for exchanges in specific fields, it's continuing to build and to reach out and to keep striving. And I thought also what... Um, Jack Dorsey uh, was talking about yesterday uh, was also very relevant um, it, during the uh, Twitter Square um, mm -hmm. conversation of risk-taking because that's also part of innovation and creativity. So I think as we as the U.S. Embassy can look at case studies um, of successful entrepreneurial enterprises back in the U.S., as we at the U.S. Embassy can showcase opportunities for partnership. Mm -hmm. and it, as we at the U.S. Embassy can also showcase what we can offer, mm -hmm. whether it's through our uh, book club at the mission, whether it's through our young uh, leaders uh, initiative, YLI, that I was describing a few moments ago. We have so many tools and programs um, that any Haitian can, uh, young person can get online and, and take advantage of. This has been amazing. Thank you so much for coming to the podcast room. Thank you, Tadia.